Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Well, it's kind of a big news day, folks. Don't worry, I've got it all for you. We've got impeachment. I've got developments in the Spygate case. I've got economic stuff. I've got a huge announcement. I've got a whole boatload of material today. Don't go anywhere throughout the show. I promise you, the stuff we found on Spygate is going to make a whole lot of sense in relation. Spygate? Why is that? It's impeachment today. No, 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 no. It's the same thing. (laughs) And it'll make a world of sense afterwards. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, it's everything you need to know in one hour. Okay, yes, I've always wanted hour. to do that. I'm doing That's well, That's Joe's man. famous tagline. <laughs> I know, you are. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. I love your campy game. Joe's from the old era of radio. He brings the kind of, he brings back ushers in the old days. I love that. Um, we have a big announcement, Joe and I, yeah. as well. Um, I'm going to make today, followed up by another, hopefully bigger announcement tomorrow. This is going to be a week of big announcements. Yeah. The announcement is this. It's announcement number two in a three-part series of announcements. Um, We will be adding, adding, don't worry, will not impact the regular show lineup during the week, Mm -hmm. our five shows we do every weekday, adding an interview segment show. Yes. We will be launching on Fridays. That way you can listen to our show on Friday. And then Friday afternoon, you can listen to our interviews. Our upcoming lineup is, let's just say, solid. And you can listen to it throughout the weekend and Monday morning before our show launches. You are going to love it. Um, Hopefully, we'll be announcing our lineup very soon. Oh, it's a good one. Now, if you want to get a head start, oh, yeah, a head start on the announcement of the lineup, go to Bongino.com slash newsletter and sign up for our newsletter. You will get a head start on our lineup. Who's upcoming? You're going to want to know first. It's the only way. And... You'll get a uh, launch date for our new Bongino report, which we will take on the Drudge Report, who has turned left. So you, you, that <laughs> announcement made yesterday. Check yeah. that out. All right. There we go. Preface the show. Let's get right, right to it. Today's show brought to you by buddies at eToro. eToro. E-T-O-R-O dot com slash Bongino. Who's eToro? Why do I care? Why am I promoting eToro on my show? Ladies and gentlemen, I've had an interest in cryptocurrencies for a long time. Listen, the Fed is whittling away the value of our dollar every day. I mean, we recently saw Bitcoin prices rise after China devalued its currency, too, and global markets tanked. We can see how cryptocurrencies are becoming a genuine alternative to gold as a hedging strategy. For me, the best place to trade cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is at eToro.com. But here's why. eToro, E-T-O-R-O, is a smart crypto trading. Smart crypto trading platform made super easy. It's the world's number one social trading platform. It has over 11 million active traders and facilitates, get a load of this, 1 trillion in trading volume per year globally. That's a lot. You can access the world's best cryptocurrencies. They have 15 different coins available. They have low and transparent fees, advanced charting features, which I use. As I said before, I was not the most knowledgeable about cryptos. I know how they work, but where the charts were, where they were going, it helps to go and eTor and check out their advanced charting features. Build your own strategy there. Try before you trade. They'll give you a virtual portfolio with a $100,000 budget. There you can try it before you trade. Never miss a trading trend with charts, pricing alerts, and social feeds. Sign up today at etoro.com slash Bongino, etoro.com slash Bongino. Check it out today. All right, Joe, let's go. Getting right to it in the emotive, emotional portion of the show, which I try to stay away from uh, because I like to do facts and data and not get into emotional stuff. But having said that, the impeachment fiasco farce on the House side started today. Adam Schiff opened up just minutes ago in the morning. I was glad Johnny Ratcliffe tried to shut him down a little bit. 
But Schiff is a documented sleaze, a lying fraud, mm-hmm. and the lead Russian collusion hoaxer, um, a, a fairy tale telling Aesop's fable building anti-Trump lunatic who has not told the truth uh, at any point in his life. Um, Adam Schiff is, is a discredited, known conspiracy theorist who should never be taken seriously. And the fact that he's the face of this impeachment fiasco is, is, is prima facie evidence that this thing is a farce and was never meant to be taken serious by serious people. Having said that, ladies and gentlemen, and I mean every word of this, the new rules are in effect. Remember the new rules show? Yeah. Remember the old rules and Robert's rule of order? Yeah. You know, we have to show the Democrats, Joe, we're above it all. That we stand on the moral high ground. That we're better than them. Let them character assassinate us and do all. We're just going to sit back and take it. We're going to show the American public and the media that we're better people. And hopefully the hack mainstream media will come around and recognize one day. Joe, what? They'll recognize it. One day that we are better people than them. I remember that. I remember that. I'm going to try something here. I haven't tried it. I say that is colossal bull. I just used the mute button there for the first time. And you did it well. That was pretty good. <laughs> well, if it didn't work, we'll find out. Paul is like, I'm not really sure that worked. We'll see, <laughs> won't we? It, it worked the new rules are in effect now. You want to scrap? Yeah. You want to get in the boxing yeah. ring with uh, glass molasses to your gloves? Yeah. Kickboxer style, Jean-Claude Van Damage, and you want to crack us open with your glass-covered, you know, uh, mitts, then we're going to get the glass, too. It's time to fight. Now, I want to remind you about a little something here. Remember the Kavanaugh hearings, what the Democrats did when Brett Kavanaugh, now Supreme Court Justice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember what they did at the opening of the hearing to confirm Kavanaugh? Because the Democrats have no morals or ethics, and the rules don't apply to them. Remember, we're going into the boxing ring obeying the rules. No rabbit punches, hit above the belt. Three rounds, don't don't swing after the belt. The Democrats don't care about any of this. And we're like, no, no, but if we obey the rules, the ref will be really nice to us. Don't be an idiot. Here's what happened during the Kavanaugh hearings when the lunatic Democrats tried to stop the whole thing before it even started. Remember this disaster? On the nomination of Mr. Chairman, Brett Kavanaugh. Mr. Chairman. To serve as Associate Justice. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to be recognized for a question before we proceed. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to be recognized to ask a question before we proceed. The committee received just last night Less than 15 hours ago, 42,000 pages of documents that we have not had an opportunity to review or read or analyze. You're out, you're out of order. I'll proceed. We cannot possibly move forward, Mr. Chairman. I extend this a very warm welcome to We have not been Judge given Kavanaugh an opportunity to have a meaningful his wife, hearing Ashley, on this nominee. There are two daughters. Mr. Chairman, I agree with my colleague, Senator Harris. Mr. Chairman, Judge we received 42,000 documents that we haven't and been everyone able else joining to review last night. And we believe this hearing should be postponed. I know this is an exciting day for all of you here. Mr. Chairman. And you're rightly proud Mr. of Mr. Chairman, if, if we cannot be recognized, I move to adjourn. The American people. Mr. Chairman, I move to adjourn. Directly. You want to play ball, folks? Mm-hmm. Now it's time to play ball. Shut this down. Yep. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. 
Oh, we can't do that. We may offend the media. The media. Shut it down. Shut this down. Shut this whole fiasco down. I don't care what you got to do. Introduce motions. I don't care what kind of crap rules you have up there. It's a cesspool nobody gives a damn about anyway. Full of lunatics and losers outside of a few decent people. And I mean very few. Shut it down. New rules. Shut it down. Shut it down in the House. Shut it down in the Senate. This is a farce. Oh, the country's going to collapse. What? We don't have a country left anymore. We have a bunch of lunatics in Washington, D.C. trying to rip apart every shred of the Constitution and burn it in a, in a s'mores roasting campfire as they sit around with their SJW liberal justice warrior snowflake friends trying to ravage our free speech and every big R constitutional right we have left. Shut it down. Grow a set and shut this garbage down. This is You know what it is. Shut it down. Get a monkey wrench and throw it right into the machinery of this garbage. You want to play hardball? It's time to play hardball. Oh, they may censor us. An ethics investigation. Are you serious? Who cares? We're losing the country. Shut this crap down. Shut it down. Now, let me get into some more substantive stuff. You're swearing in Taylor and George Kent now. Bill Taylor, by the way, the charge in Ukraine, mm-hmm. who has no direct knowledge whatsoever of the infamous quid pro quo deal they're trying to impeach the president over. None. No knowledge of it at all firsthand. Not even secondhand. He heard about it fourthhand after being told by Gordon Sondland that there was absolutely no quid pro quo, according to the president. That's the guy. That's their main witness now. And George Kent, who many people believe, by the way, George Kent, who was working it for us in Ukraine. Many people have reported may have been involved in the do not prosecute list of people connected to Soros and others. Those are their two key witnesses. Shut it down. I want to get to a great piece. And folks, trust me, don't go anywhere. When I tie this to the Spygate stuff next, your head's going to spin, you know, Reagan. I don't mean Ronald Reagan. I mean exorcist Reagan style. William Peter Blatty. My head doesn't unfortunately go. That would be pretty cool, right? Well. (laughs) Telescoping head like that. (laughs) Paul is laughing. That would be cool. (laughs) On the right, right? (laughs) Come around the other side. (laughs) Excellent, excellent piece in the Federalist. Can't recommend it enough. Again, if you subscribe to my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I will email you these articles every day. We got thousands of new subscribers yesterday. A heartfelt thank you. David Marcus, five reasons a Senate trial would be a nightmare for the Democrats. Remember, ground yourselves for a minute. This impeachment farce going on now, the House has the sole power to impeach according to the Constitution. Impeachment does not remove the president from office. There is then a trial in the United States Senate where they determine removal or non-removal presided over by the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Having said that, Marcus lists five reasons this Senate trial will be an apocalyptic disaster for the Democrats. These lunatics. Let's go to reason number one. Ladies and gentlemen, who controls the Senate? Oh, that's right, the Democrats. Yes, you go. 
As Marcus writes, in the six weeks thus far of l'affaire Ukraine, the House Democrats have been in complete control. They control the House, the Democrats. They have chosen witnesses, whether testimonies in private or public, to set the rules of questioning and the schedules. In all these areas, their hand has been firmly on the wheel. It's hard to overestimate what an incredible advantage this is. Bingo, David Marcus. The fact that sleazeball, documented liar and conspiracy theorist fraud, Aesop's fable spinning Adam Schiff has been in charge of the leaks, of the nonsense, and of the spinning of witness testimony who have never nailed down what this quid pro quo is, and there's no one with any direct knowledge of a quid pro quo at all. The fact that they've spun this into a hapless, feckless conspiracy theory media narrative is remarkable. It shows their skill in lying. Yes. Yes, brilliant is right. Mm -hmm. Dig it. They are brilliant marketeers of BS. That all changes when you get to the Senate. That's not being run by Schiff, Nadler, Pelosi, and the other liars. Senate's run by McConnell. Now, listen, McConnell and I have had a lot of beefs. A lot. But one thing, Joe, you and I both know. When it came to Kavanaugh, the reason I opened up with that, mm. everything has a meaning in this show. When it came to Kavanaugh, the Democrats tried every piece of shenanigans in the book. Mm -hmm. They tried to shut it down. Oh, yeah. And McConnell and the Republicans stayed strong. They got Kavanaugh through, despite all their flaws. And gosh, there are many with this Republican party spending ourselves into an abyss. They did not fold. They did not fold one time, Joe. And they got Kavanaugh through. McConnell, so far, and I'll get to this in one of these other points in a minute, has shown no evidence of folding on this either. Once we control the process, this is going to get delicious on the other side. Takeaway number two, why this Senate trial will be an apocalyptic disaster for the lying conspiracy theory Democrats. Oh, hi, Hunter Biden. That's right. Oh. Among the, <laughs> I love you Among the advantages the Democrats have had in the House inquiry is that of approving the witness list. You know, the uh, shift won't allow any Republican witnesses. You know that, right? So although they allowed Republicans to request witnesses, the authority to approve them is entirely the Democrats in the House, not on the Senate side. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Now we get the witness list. Let's get Hunter Biden up there about these massive payments, allegations that were made in the media that payments were made to him to influence his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, while well, he was vice president. Yeah. In other words, allegations of massive Democrat corruption that we already know this quid pro quo hoax, whistleblower hoax, are meant to cover up. I can only imagine that line of questioning for Hunter. Oh, Hunter Biden, what skills exactly do you have at natural gas? What skills do you have in Ukraine? What legal skills do you have to advise a major natural gas company in Ukraine about processing uh, and selling natural gas? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, you have none. Hunter, what exactly do you think they were paying you for? We noticed you said in an interview with one of the major networks a little while ago, which you did, that you suspect that you were giving a lot of opportunities, given a lot of opportunities in your life because of your last name. Is this one of those opportunities? And why would they want your last name, Hunter? Oh, those questions would be great in the middle of a presidential campaign where his dad's a front runner, wouldn't it? 
Oh, this could get good. Let's go to reason number three about why this will be a complete show for the Democrats once it goes to the Senate. The senators are on the campaign trail. Oh, yes. You have three major Democrat candidates for president right now on the campaign trail running them for president. Two of them are polling in the top three, Warren and Sanders. Says the Iowa caucus is on February 3rd. February 3rd, only a few months away. Peace goes on. So let's be generous and say Santa gives the Democrats articles of impeachment by Christmas. We'd be looking at all the month of January, at least taken up with the Senate trial. Wow. Mm. Wouldn't that be special? A Senate trial that lasts for maybe four to six to eight weeks, right while the Iowa caucus is going on, and Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders, three of the top-tier candidates in the Democrat field, are all pulled out of Iowa, New Hampshire, and otherwise, to sit there for a trial about a quid pro quo that never happened. Brilliant move, these. These. My friend Tom Rizzo would get the rest. Nice move, D's. D. D. Nice job. You guys and ladies are brilliant. Pull your three or your top tier candidates off the stump and stick them up on Capitol Hill to listen to a bunch of garbage. Well done. Two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert say two thumbs up for the stupidest movie in the year. <laughs> Let's go to reason number four. I kind of alluded to this before, so I don't need to beat this dead horse. GOP unity. As they allude to in the Federalist piece and I spoke about before. Listen, the one time the GOP and conservatives in general have been most united and powerful was during the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings. That was a process controlled by Senate Republicans, not the House. And the picture that emerged was of a qualified man being hounded on the basis of politics, not evidence. Well, that could repeat itself again if McConnell repeats what he did in the Kavanaugh hearings and stays strong on this. And there is no evidence, none, that he's ready to buckle. We've talked about that before. Again, no need to beat that mm -hmm. one to death. Let's go to reason number five, because I, have, do, I do have a lot to get to today. They'll lose. Reason number five, they're going to get smoked. The odds of winning are not good. Quote, notwithstanding the television spectacle we'll all be treated to this week, the Democrats have already made their case to the American people and to the Republicans. Their dream of a few short weeks ago that cracks would emerge, Joe, in the GOP mm. and senators would start turning on Trump is now dissipating rapidly, I'll add, as the dawn rises over an actual vote on impeachment. You'll lose. What are you going to do? Impeach him again? Part deux? The Empire Strikes Back of impeachments? You're going to have like Schiff dressed as the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine comes back. Maybe a Return of the Jedi, maybe a three-part impeachment. You're going to impeach him. The impeachment part. Naked Gun 33 and a third. The, what was that? The, the, the final insult? <laughs> that was a movie, right? Is that what it's going to be? Impeachment. Naked Gun 33, the final insult. To what are you going to do? Impeach him a third and a fourth time? You trying to set the record for dopey impeachments? As if the American people haven't lost all faith in our government yet. You can't win an election. Yeah, let's impeach him again. Let's go with round two. Maybe three. Maybe five. Why not? Screw elections. 
Impeach them here, impeach them there, impeach them everywhere. We got a January impeachment. We got a February impeachment. We got a summer impeachment. We got the fall festival impeachment. Oh, yeah. We've got the winter gala impeachment. Oh. We've got the spring. We, Joe, we've got the autumn glory impeachment in Western Maryland. We'll oh. have a special impeachment where the, we can watch the leaves what? turn. We'll have the spring impeachment. Wagon It'll rides. be sponsored by yeah. an allergy company. Claritin <laughs> sponsoring the spring impeachment with the pollen. You can have the cherry blossom impeachment oh. in D.C. The cherry blossom. We'll have the cherry blossom. You can have the July 4th impeachment. Independence Day from Trump. It's the July 4th. You can have the Christmas, the Thanksgiving impeachment sponsored by the turkey companies. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Impeachment time. <laughs> turkey time. You can you can have impeachments for every. You can have a Columbus Day impeachment. You can have a Kwanzaa impeachment, a Hanukkah impeachment. You can have like a Festivus impeachment from Seinfeld. You can have the Festivus impeachment poll, the airing of grievances. Let's just do it all over again. Do you realize the trap, the rabbit hole, these idiots are falling down? Wait, 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 you got the yeah. Dave, Dave the Cricket guy sound machine. Here's the one. Worst quality sound effects ever. But that you get the point. You're going to lose. You don't have the votes in the Senate. You don't have anywhere close to the votes in the Senate. And one more point before we move on. God forbid. And I do mean God forbid. Because this would be. I mean, catastrophic for the Democrats. A Democrat on the Senate side doesn't vote for impeachment. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And just one. Yeah. And zero Republicans. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, now you have a bipartisan effort tautologically, fact-based bipartisan Mm. effort. If no Republicans vote for it and just one Democrat, You have, by definition, a bipartisan effort to not impeach the president, which overrides every single Democrat talking point you have heard thus far. Oh, it gets better, folks. Don't go anywhere, please, for this show. I mean it. Sometimes I'm not messing with you. The end of the show. The only reason I got to this first rather than this other stuff is because this impeachment thing is going on right now. Kent is talking now, and I want to make sure I get this stuff out to you so you're prepared. Please don't go anywhere. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Harry's. Shave. You like that? Joe, Joe loves Harry's. Yeah, man. Joe was a Harry's user way before I show, today before we even had him as yeah. a sponsor. Harry's razors. That's the way to go. Visit harrys.com slash Bongino. Get your free trial set today. Why does Harry's matter? Why do I use Harry's? Folks, I have to be on at two separate times during the day. When I say on, I mean on camera. For this show which I love. This is my pride and joy. And then at night, I go on. My other job is Fox as a contributor, and I do primetime with Hannity, Ingram, uh, Tucker Carlson, and others. Well, having to shave twice a day was getting to be a chore. Um, I was cutting myself a lot. You probably see some of them in the mornings in the older shows when I wasn't using Harry's. And then we got Harry's razors to solve all of those problems. Human beings have been shaving for thousands of years. What's the secret to a great shave? Well, it hasn't really changed, folks. High-quality blades. You don't need flexi balls, time machines, heated handles, flux capacitors, the back to the future car. You don't need any of that. There's all overcharging nonsense, gimmicky features that don't do a darn thing. You know what matters? A sharp, durable blade. Yep. You know what matters even more? A great price. 
I love Harry's. I can't, I wouldn't, there's nothing else I'd use at this point. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middleman. They have their own blade factory. It's been honing precision blades for a century in Germany, which means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices, no middleman. Harry's is super convenient. The blade refills are delivered directly to your door. You don't have to think about it with or without a subscription. There's no risk for you to try in the mountain. None. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a refund. I, uh, candidly, I have not gotten any ever complaints, but ever. People love this product. I've got nothing but positive reviews into our email about Harry's. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't spin your wheels. It's a great product, great razor. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash Bongino. You'll get the weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. I have it inside. I'm actually running out. Got to get some more. Really nice. And a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry, keep your razor dry and free from nicks and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash Bongino. Get your free trial set today. harrys.com slash Bongino. Go check it out. Best razors out there. Best razors, great price. harrys.com slash Bongino. Check them out today. Okay. So folks, this whole fiasco and farce is being led by a band of far left lunatics who are covering up a they're covering up a couple of things. I've described them at length in prior shows. They're covering up an ongoing soft coup attempt to remove President Trump through, uh, from office, not through elections, but through bureaucratic media collusion, spying, and the weaponization of intelligence, national security, and law enforcement operatives. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're weaponizing the swamp to remove Trump. Right. That is this impeachment farce is an effort to cover that up by accusing Trump of what they're doing in turn uh, with the bootlicking acolyte media who will follow the focus point tested talking groups they're fed to by Schiff and Swalwell. Showing you, though, how ridiculous this impeachment is. I want to just play a quick soundbite of, I think, possibly the dumbest man in Congress. And that's saying a lot because the collective IQ up there is probably sub 90 Swalwell's probably sub 60. Um, he is one of the dumbest human beings I've ever seen. He is a soundbite machine for stupid. Yeah. This is the guy who threatened to nuke the guy on Twitter. Remember, we've got the nukes, man. Um, yes, that's how dumb Swalwell is. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't really care. This guy is trying to, he's one of the main players in this soft coup attempt. Um, the guy's a lunatic. He was on, I don't know, CNN or whatever. Listen to this pure idiocy. He is suggesting in this clip that one of the primary powers of the executive to appoint his ambassadors subject to confirmation of the United States Senate and remove them if they're not enacting the foreign policy regime that people voted for in the president. He's suggesting that somehow the actual power the president has is an abuse of power. That's like suggesting the umpire in a baseball game is abusing his power because he's calling balls and strikes. Right. That's how stupid Swalwell is. <laughs> Listen to this cut right here. This is just his expression of his own genius. How important is a quid pro quo, period, in order for you to make your case in an article of impeachment? It's an abuse of power to remove an ambassador for political reasons because you don't like what they're doing, period. It's a gross abuse of power if you ask a political uh ally like the Ukrainians to investigate your opponent. It's a gross, extreme abuse of power if you leverage a White House meeting, which may not seem like much to us as Americans, but to other countries, that's the most important thing again. It's an extraordinary abuse of power if you unlawful or if you remove an ambassador the way the president did, ask for investigations, leverage a White House meeting and $391 million in taxpayer dollars. That's what we're investigating. Republicans say, maybe that's all bad, but it's not impeachable. Well, that's not America either if we allowed that to happen. 
So just let me be clear on this because this Swalwell really is a, a numb nuts like I've never ah, seen in my life. Geez. So Swalwell is suggesting that if the president of the United States, whether it was Obama, Bush, Clinton, it doesn't matter, Trump, that the president who is constitutionally obligated to be our lead representative for the United States in foreign policy negotiations uh, can propose treaties ratified by the Senate. You know, I'm assuming Swalwell has read our basic legal doc, founding documents at some point. He's suggesting that if the president, let's put Obama in there, because I know when it's Trump, liberals especially listen to the show go crazy um, and they lose their sense of, of common sense and even decency at most points. Let's say Obama appoints an ambassador to uh, whatever, to Russia, and Obama wants to engage in some diplomacy with Russia, say like the SALT Treaty, which I was over there in Prague when they signed it, right? And the ambassador says, that treaty's crap. I'm not going to negotiate that, Mr. President. Matter of fact, I'm in alignment with the Republicans, and I think tomorrow we should engage in a nuclear war with the Russians. <gasps> oh. So, Joe, under Swalwell's line, you can't fire him or her. You can't do it. No. You have to let the ambassador go do their own renegade foreign policy outside of the channels of executive power. Makes perfect sense to Swalwell wow. because he's an idiot. We're stuck. It's an abuse of power to fire an ambassador. You understand they're just making this up as they go along. Now, if Swalwell has some objections, Joe, to President Trump's constitutional power to remove yeah. subordinate officers not enacting the people's agenda they voted for through the president, yeah. then Swalwell could run for president him. Oh, oh, that's right. He already oh. did that. And the verdict is in. He had exactly 0%. Thank you, Swalwell. Hey. Sit down, chump. <laughs> Dude, yeah. this is at least a double mutton. Come on, get it together. This is maybe, a, no, no, it's not a triple. It's a double. It's a double. Yeah. It's a double. Almost a triple. It's 2.5 Muttleys. That's guys. Well, we talk about the, the 0.5, but it, the 0.5 is we talk about an additional Muttley, but we don't get there. It's a 2.5er. 2.5, half a finger. <laughs> this is hysterical. The president's abusing his power by removing an ambassador. This is possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, oh, all right, enough on this guy. We all got dumber even hearing that. All right, I want to motor through this. Man. So I have one last sponsor. I usually, re usually read it later in the show, but this is going to be important. This is one of the most important segments I've done in a long time, and it's going to tie a lot of this again. Now, Joe, mm -hmm. get your ombudsman hat ready. Right. Paula, Put your vice ombudsman hat on as well. Right. She's like, I'm ain't no vice. I'm not sitting there. I don't work subordinate <laughs> to Armacost. Um, so for this one, you have to be vice ombudsman, okay? Before we get to that, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Simply Safe. Folks, we just installed Simply Safe in our house. We love it. Simply Safe, by the way, is S I M P L I S A F E. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. We just installed the security system in our house. Paula, how long did it take you? About an hour. She's putting up the one finger. About an hour to install it. Super simple. Um, I, I hate to say this because I, I love my wife, but I gave her zero help um, at all. It wasn't intentional. I fell asleep. I woke up. We had a security system in my, it was really that simple. I'm not messing with you. She installed it, what, about 10 o'clock at night? By 11, I was already snoozing. Listen, according to a Gallup survey, Americans worry more about burglary. This is crazy than almost any other crime. Listen to this, Joe. More than mugging? More than terrorism, hmm? more than car theft and murder. Listen, nobody wants their personal space invaded. That happened to me. It was bad, really bad. That's for another story. Um, according to studies, just over 10% of break-ins are planned beforehand. The rest are spur of the moment. 
They're crimes of opportunity. In other words, they're random. Do you know most break-ins happen between 6A and 6P? Not the other way around. They happen in the middle of the day. According to the FBI, the average loss in a burglary is an astounding over $2,000. That's a lot to recover from. There are over 2 million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. And only one in five homes, insanely, has home security. Come on. Maybe because most companies really don't make it that easy. Simply Safe is super easy. Easy to install, easy to deal with great customer service. That's our top choice. Simply Safe protects your whole home, every window, every room, every door with 24-7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. One of the other things about it is their police dispatch is up to three and a half times faster because they use video verification. Folks, there's no contract, there's no hidden fees, there's no fine print. Simply Safe is designed to blend right into your home. There's no wires, there's no drilling, super easy to order, easy to set up. It is, uh, it's won a ton of awards from CNET to Wirecutter. Prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring is just $15 a month. Visit simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now. Be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino so they know our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Go check it out. Okay. Now, I want to um, hat tip before I get started one of my fine sources. One of these days, I'll tell you who 279er is, if he approves, of course, but... uh, Hat tip, my buddy, 279, who has always been an excellent source of information. Uh, I'm going to tie in some of the stuff he sent me this morning with some of the things I got from someone else and some of the things I got from someone else to paint a picture for you of why, what the FBI is hiding in their investigation of Trump, why they're hiding it, mm-hmm. you tracking, mm-hmm. and why what they're hiding relates to the fiasco and farce you're witnessing on Capitol Hill right now where the National Security Council Mm -hmm. whistleblower, fake whistleblower, how that relates to everything that's going on, how they generated this impeachment farce to distract you from the inspector general's report on this Spygate fiasco, which I'm hearing could be troublesome at the least. I'm not going to oversell anything because I haven't seen it yet. Am I going to get into that? Ah, tune in Monday. Massive bombshell. Right. I don't know. But I am hearing from credible people. There's disturbing stuff at a minimum in there. Okay? We'll leave it at that. Disturbing enough that the Democrats had to generate this impeachment farce for you to say, look, squirrel. Let's start here. We have been told that the investigation into Donald Trump's team, the spying operation, mm-hmm. the counterintelligence investigation, We have been told by the FBI that it began July 31st of 2016, the end of July. Interestingly enough, on a weekend, wow, kind of crazy, weird, right? So much weird stuff going on in this case. Kind of strange to open it up. Uh, They ran it right after meeting with key players in the case, Bruce Orr and others, that one of the investigators in the FBI stroke runs in on a weekend to open up a case against a presidential candidate. Wow, you think you'd have to vet that through some other people? Maybe wait till business hours on Monday before? No, it was so urgent they had to open it up on a weekend. Really? Maybe you're opening it up on a weekend because you don't want anyone else to know about it. We've been told the whole time, Joe, that that date, again, is July of 2016. Yes. Why? Why have we been told that? Well, let me just put the lead out in front rather than bury it. Because ladies and gentlemen, as I've told you from the start, this was never an investigation into Donald Trump colluding with Russia or his team ever. 
this was a setup from the start, marshaled by John Brennan, Jim Clapper, and others, helped along by Jim Comey later, who was a, a notable dunce in this case. This was a setup of the Trump team to generate a fake crime. In other words, President Trump didn't rob the bank. They sent a guy dressed as President Trump, who looks like President Trump, to rob a bank and fed it to the media. Look, President Trump robbed the bank. It was a setup the whole time. It's a fake crime. All of the fake crime stuff and the setup happened before July 31st. Now, mm -hmm. that creates an interesting defense for the FBI and the CIA and others, Joe. Mm -hmm. When someone like Michael Horowitz, the inspector general, or John Durham, the United States attorney looking into this whole spying scandal on President Trump, creates an interesting firewall defense, right? If you're trying to hide the fact that you set up the now president of the United States, mm -hmm. that you framed member of his, members of his team in a fake foreign collusion scandal, look, they're dealing with foreigners. What's your defense? If all of the setup's mechanics, Joe, mm -hmm. were before July 31st, your defense is easy. Eh, we don't have anything before then. Case didn't start mm. till July. Yeah, but Mifsud met with Papadopoulos in May. Downer met with Papadopoulos. Do you say, yeah, 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 we don't know anything about that. It started in July. Thank you. Have a nice day. No, no, let's not have a nice day. Let's make this a really bad day for them. So audience ombudsman Joe yeah. and vice ombudsman Paul, is this making sense so far? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect line of defense. Thank you. Getting a thumbs we up from know. there. Getting yeah. the hey now from Joe. Mm -hmm. If it started in July, we don't know anything about what happened in March and May. Okay. So if that happened, hat tip 279er for this little gem. Remember, Alexander Downer, the Australian ambassador, uh, diplomat, I should say, to be more precise, given his overall role in this, who's alleged to have started this case with his tip to the FBI in July that, hey, George Papadopoulos told me about Hillary's emails. The Russians have email on Hillary. Ah! Remember, Downer is alleged to have done that, told the FBI about that in July, Joe. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy. So that's what started this whole thing. I well, what was Jim Clapper doing in Australia in March of 2016 in a secretive visit? Remember Downer, the Australian diplomat mm. who tells the FBI about this meeting with Trump team member Papadopoulos, right. where he alleges, oh, Papadopoulos in a drunken stupor. As they, they, He's since recanted that story, by the way. Parts of it. Told me about Hillary's email. He's Australian. Pretty prominent in Australia, by the way. What was the U.S. spy boss, Jim Clapper, doing just months earlier in March of 2016 on a secretive visit to Australia where Downer, who starts this case off, is from? Gee, I don't know. Does that have anything to do with those U.S. intelligence channels to our Five Eyes partners, intelligence partners, who we already know, according to CNN's own reporting? We're passing information about the Trump team to the Obama administration. Do you know the Five Eyes partners, Australia, yeah. New Zealand, mm -hmm. Canada, others, our friendlies? Yeah. We have routine intelligence sharing channels. Remember CNN reported that these intelligence channels, the UK and others, these Five Eyes partners, 
were basically circumventing U.S. intelligence restrictions on spying on U.S. citizens and even worse, political candidates, and doing the spying for the Obama administration, basically outsourcing, yeah. you know, Joe, just yeah. of like a spying kind of thing. No big deal. Nothing yeah, to worry about. <laughs> Sub, subs. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like we have on the house. Well done, Joe. We had a contractor. He hired a few. One of them was terrible. Yeah. yeah. One of them, the worst tile job I've ever seen in my life. This is the worst intelligence. Subcontractors <laughs> for intelligence. Well said, Joe. Sorry, you hit a soft spot with that one. Okay. Maybe we'll tell that story another time. Subbing out some intel work. So Clapper is over in Australia, where conveniently Downer's from, right around March of 2016, right around this time, the plot to set up Papadopoulos, I believe, is being engineered by intel officials led by Brennan and others. Mm. Now it gets better. Let's go to this New York Post piece, because this is what we've been told right. and what's been fed to the media for a long time about when this case started. How a wine-soaked meeting in London sparked the Mueller probe. From the piece. So remember, this is what the media has been. I'm not knocking the Post. The New York Post is actually a pretty decent paper. But this is what we've been told, that Alexander Downer from Australia informed his superiors about this meeting with Papadopoulos where Papadopoulos alleged to have, oh, they got information on Hillary, the Russians. The Australian guy down was like, mm. oh my gosh, I got to tell the FBI. He says, but they didn't, show. Remember, the, the downer meeting is May 10th yeah. with Papadopoulos. But he says, they kept mum about it, Joe. Although it was explosive information all the way up until July 26th, days after WikiLeaks dumped its first load of Team Clinton emails, which Mueller said had been hacked by the Russians. So let's just get this straight. Downer, the Australian diplomat, prominent one, by the way, mm -hmm. meets with a Trump team member, Papadopoulos, in May 10th of 2016, after Jim Clapper goes over to Australia, where Downer's from in March, mm -hmm. when allegations are starting to surface about Five Eyes partners, Australia, UK, and others, feeding information to the Obama administration to spy on Trump. Clapper over there, he goes over there to meet. Just a couple months later, Downer, the Australian, meets with Papadopoulos, gets this explosive, quote, information that Papadopoulos knows about some Russian plot to get Hillary's emails on others. Democrat, he was, oh, but he holds it? He holds it till July 26th? Yeah, that's kind from of May? Weird. Weird. Yeah. Crazy. Now the WikiLeaks thing happens and boom, Downer's like, yeah, 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 now yeah. I mean, you definitely got to run with this now. Kind of weird how he had it in May and held it till July. Now, if you understand that Downer, I believe, is part of the setup yeah. of the Trump team, the framing of George Papadopoulos, of course it makes sense to wait until after the WikiLeaks dump to act like the WikiLeaks dump of emails is connected to Papadopoulos saying the Russians had emails on Hillary. Look, that's what he was talking about. The WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks, Russians, look, they did it. You dig? Yeah, man. Makes all the sense in the world if you're a sucker. Yeah. I'll unsucker everybody. All Don't right. worry about it. So right around July 26th, around the time of the infamous WikiLeaks dump on July 22nd, all of a sudden we see this flurry of activity. So WikiLeaks dumps some of these Democrat Party emails. We read them. They're pretty devastating, right? Yeah. 
Of course, the guys who've already involved in the activities to set up Donald Trump, and I'll get to how this started. Keep in mind, disconnect for a second the WikiLeaks dump from the setup of Donald Trump. They were going to set up Donald Trump to allege he was colluding with the Russians, as I document extensively in my book, Exonerated, by the way, out now. They'd already tried this on McCain. The plot to set up Trump, the WikiLeaks that dump that happened later, they knew it was coming. WikiLeaks had been advertising it. They were only going to tie the WikiLeaks dump into the already ongoing attempt to try Trump, to tie Trump to the Russians and his team. You get it? Yeah. Don't conflate huh. the two as like one had a happen. If the WikiLeaks dump happened or didn't happen, it didn't matter. Right. They were still going to accuse the Trump yeah. team of colluding with the Russians. Yeah. The WikiLeaks dump, though, was a nice cherry on top <laughs> for them. Follow me. So right after the WikiLeaks dump on July 22nd, a lot of really interesting things happened. Like this Obama presidential directive 41. Oh, look at that. July 26th, the same day, Joe. Crazy that it's alleged that Downer has this explosive information he's been hiding since May, tells the FBI about Papadopoulos and the alleged Russian emails and all this other stuff. Crazy. The same day the White House, the Obama White House, launches this presidential directive 41, where they can now coordinate cyber incidents. Listen to the last line. The transnational, transnational, you mean like other nations like Australia and stuff? No, 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 some of them, of course not. The transnational nature of the internet communications infrastructure, Joe, requires the United States to coordinate with international partners. As appropriate in managing cyber incidents. You mean like the WikiLeaks stump that they've been advertising was going to come four days later? You mean like that cyber incident? No, no. Nothing to do with it. Don't you worry. Nothing to do with it. By the way, who managed that presidential directive 41? Well, let's see. I think it was this guy Ferrante. Yes, there he is, Anthony J. Ferrante, FBI agent at the time. By the way, this is his. He works for FDI Consulting or did. This is according to his own, the resume they have there. Prior to joining FDI Consulting, Mr. Ferrante served as director for cyber incident response for the National Security Council at the White House. Oh, he did? You mean where the impeachment farce is coming from? Crazy, crazy. He coordinated U.S. response from the NSC to unfolding domestic and international cybersecurity crises and issues. He led the development and implementation, no way, no way, of Presidential Policy Directive 41? Holy crap, what a quakey dink. How does that happen, dude? <laughs> so a same guy, an FBI agent, who, by the way, is like this with Jim Comey. That is his, that is Holmes, Tim. Yo, Holmes. That is his buddy. They go out for, I'm sure they drink the Moosey, the non-alcoholic beer on Friday. Remember Moosey? I don't even oh, yeah. think they drink real beer. But they go out for Moosey on Friday nights together. All the taste of beer, none of the downsides. Selfies. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Ferrante, Holmes, Jim Comey's buddy, drinking the Mooseys, is conveniently on the National Security Council, the National Security Council, where all of these leaks against Trump are coming from, including the fake whistleblower leak, including Colonel Vindman, 
They're all coming from the national security. That has his access to all of Trump's foreign calls and everything. Mm. We already know the Democrats were colluding with the Ukrainians, as reported by Politico, to destroy Trump's candidacy and help Hillary Clinton. Conveniently, Ferrante is the point man for the FBI to implement a new Obama directive four days prior to the WikiLeaks release. Everybody knows is coming to coordinate with international partners, maybe the Australians, to coordinate cyber incidents like the WikiLeaks email dump. No, no way. No way. This is all related. No. Washington Examiner has a great piece, by the way, on Ferrante. Holmes. So here it is by Dan Chaitlin. Watchdog files a FOIA lawsuit against FBI over Jim Comey's spies in the White House. Who does the piece allege is the spy in the White House for Jim Comey? This is crazy, dude. This is crazy. Holmes. Here's Holmes again with his moosey. The report said longtime FBI official Anthony Ferrante worked as a cybersecurity advisor on the National Security Council and was sharing information about Trump and his aides back to FBI headquarters. Oh, oh man, is that nuts? Ferrante, you see, uh, dude, the, yeah. this gets even better for Holmes. Ferrante, who after leaving the government, joined the firm F FTI Consulting, was hired by BuzzFeed. Oh, no, no way. No way. BuzzFeed, you mean the ones that put out the fake dossier? Yeah, that BuzzFeed. He was hired to verify parts of Steele's anti-Trump dossier and now may be tied to an investigation into alleged surveillance abuses by the FBI and the DOJ. Wow. Curses foiled again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. What? Man, dude. Jeez. So just to kind of tie this together, because I don't want to lose you. Remember the lead here. The FBI has told us repeatedly, no, 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 no. This investigation started at the end of July. Uh. We don't know anything about any of that stuff in May. Papadopoulos meeting with Mifsud, who Brennan and everyone else claimed is a Russian agent what we all know is not a Russian agent and was actually a plant by Western operatives to try to set up Papadopoulos. After Papadopoulos meets with Miss, meets with Miss Sud, who allegedly tells him about some Russian operation to get emails, we know Papadopoulos just days later meets with Downer from Australia, where Jim Clapper just got back from a few months earlier. We know then Papadopoulos, according to Downer's original story, says something about a Russian operation, uh, take down the, uh, the, you know, get the DNC emails or Hillary. Mm -hmm. We know now that allegedly, according to the FBI, Downer holds that information until July. We know now the FBI allegedly opens the investigation in July, but nothing happens, Joe, earlier than July. Mm -hmm. We know then at July 22nd, as WikiLeaks is teasing an explosive release of DNC emails that allegedly Papadopoulos had something to do with, according to Downer and all. We know that the president, President Obama at the time, in conjunction with an FBI guy, Holmes, who's like this with Jim Comey on the National Security Council, implements his policy directive where all of a sudden they can start working on cybersecurity stuff with these international partners, maybe like the Five I, five I guys that have already been feeding information to the Obama administration and spying on Trump. Mm.
Now let's look at WikiLeaks, by the way. So WikiLeaks, of course. There we go, WikiLeaks. Starting on Friday, July 22nd, 2016, WikiLeaks released over two publications and 44,000 emails and attachments from top DNC officials. Which the Democrats knew was coming the entire time because some of their passwords, Joe, were password. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had good ones, like password, one, two, three, four. Yeah, they were brilliant. That's really, that's a pretty high-tech, uh, biometric, secure, high-end uh, authenticated. Was it two-factor? Was like your one-factor, one, two, three, four, and then the two-factor was password? You were, And then, you know, when they send you the two-factor authentication, they send you something, did Google then send you password? Is your password? Yes. Enter this now. Maybe it was a third factor, and your third factor was five, six, seven, eight. Maybe a 910 to throw it right in there. Don't worry. I'm going to tie this in for you. Because I know some of you, I'm not sending you down a rabbit hole. I'm going to tie this all into you. But you got to know the dates. What I'm getting at here is everyone knew the WikiLeaks dump was coming. Everyone knew the Democrats were framing George Papadopoulos for a foreign collusion scandal with a fake Russian, Mifsud, who was really a Western operative working to set up Papadopoulos. I believe they may have been working with Australians and others to then pull the information Mifsud had told Papadopoulos out of him. I believe they knew about that information and the FBI was working that information a day later after the Downer meeting, May 11th, And I believe they're hiding that by claiming they didn't open up the investigation until July 31st, until after WikiLeaks and after Downer told us about it, even though Downer told them about it earlier. Mm. Do you have the text, the stroke page text, Paula? Did I I tell you about those? I didn't. There's a series of stroke page texts on May 11th. May 11th, the day after, by the way. I have it on my phone so I can look at some of them here because I actually saved these because I know I'm going to need these for future reference. This is critical. On May 11th, afterwards, what is that? That's the most annoying sound. I got like a garbage truck. Yeah, I hear it too. Eh, 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 guys, we're doing a show here. Come on. Get the garbage here. another time. We're about to break this thing wide open. Yeah. Remember, May 10th is the meeting between Downer and Papadopoulos. Right. That the story now, the story is none of this was shared. Paula's good. None of it was shared, Joe, till July 26th, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because remember, the keep that up for a second. The official downer story, Joe, and the Australian stories, oh, we were so disturbed by the July 22nd WikiLeaks dump that everybody knew about right. that on, just four days later, we went to the FBI and said, oh my gosh, we have this information about Papadopoulos. BS. They shared it the next day. Look at these texts. <laughs> no, Siri, I don't need you right this is stroke to Lisa Page. DD, deputy director, wants email direct to him when, if when you hear about redacted, obviously. Will do. These are the two FBI investigators the day after the downer meeting that they say they didn't hear about mm-hmm. until July 26th after the WikiLeaks dump. Hey, just sent you a short email. Can you check for tone? He called USSS today. I believe they're talking about the Secret Service. What? I don't know. We'll call CIA tomorrow. Have much to discuss with you later. 
but will probably be much later. 10-4, but why USSS? The next part's redacted. Okay, redacted. Before or after is fine. Ladies and gentlemen, what the hell are they talking about the next day? Now, to give you a fair and impartial analysis, because I want to do facts here. We don't do liberal nonsense talking points. It's possible they are talking about NYE, mid-year exam, the investigation into Hillary Clinton, which would make sense if they were trying to reach out to the Secret Service. But ladies and gentlemen, that text stream, which I can put more of that up, I can put all of it up, goes way into the night that day. Folks, who sent a cable? A diplomatic cable? Mm. Oh, that's right, the Australian government, the day before, about a downer meeting with Papadopoulos. I thought they didn't hear about it until July 26th. Funny how all of this is emanating from the very same National Security Council where Ferrante worked, the FBI guy, Holmes, you know, like this with Comey, Moosey guy. Funny how all of that's emanating from the National Security Council. What appears to be a deep state plot to set up the Trump team using Mifsud and Downer to claim that they didn't know anything about it until July, when in fact they knew about it the whole time, to use the WikiLeaks dump everybody knew was coming as an excuse to retroactively say, no, no, we didn't do anything until WikiLeaks and Downer happened to cover all their stuff, all their setup. And then to implement a policy to make it seem official, run by homes on the National Security Council to coordinate with partners to provide a cover story as to why they're working with Five Eyes partners to set up the Trump team. Now, Joe, do you have the Nunes translator handy? We may need it. Uh, yes, I do. Tell me when you need it, babe. Well, yeah, implement Nunes translator now. Initiating Nunes translator, Dan. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Superstar Devin Nunes, who has uh, been a rock star on the Spygate case and who shredded Schiff and his nonsense before in the impeachment probe, which was great. Devin Nunes, you always have to kind of pick through what Nunes is saying. Nunes knows, Joe, that the key to this whole decrepit saga is uncovering the fact that the FBI is lying about when their investigation started in an effort to cover up the framing of the Trump team that happened before July. Yes. Missoud, Downer, and others. I want you to listen with special attention to this clip from July of Devin Nunes on Shannon Bream's show on Fox News. And listen to what he says right at the end about the seasonal nature of when he believes this investigation. Which, oh, wait, one quick thing before we start. Yeah. July is in the summer, right? Yeah. Just checking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, July, summer. Thank yep. you. Cool. Thank you. There you Very go. good. Critical skills. Yep. Listen to when he thinks this thing started. Supposedly, the FBI claims that they didn't have any of this until the fall right before 2016. of 2016, before they got the FISA warrant. You really have to go back to the end of July of 2016 when the FBI opened up this investigation. Uh, That's not true. That's a lie. That's not true. Nunes is pretty crystal clear. Sorry, I could cut off the end. It's the spring. Spring, summer. Spring, summer. Mm -hmm. Why does any of that matter, ladies and gentlemen? You think Nunes is wasting Shannon Bream's time? Why do you think Nunes is so focused on a seemingly, Joe, an administrative oversight at best, right? The opening date, who cares? It opened July 31st or June, who cares? 
Because folks, the setup of Donald Trump vis-a-vis Masood, others, Western intelligence partners trying to frame Donald Trump for an email incident via WikiLeaks that was going to expose the Democrats. They knew it was coming. The framing of Donald Trump started a whole lot early. And the WikiLeaks dump was only another excuse to pin yet another incident on the Trump team that they had absolutely nothing to do with. Convenient how this is all emanating again from the National Security Council, the CIA, the upper levels of the FBI, the same people who have been eager to cover this whole mess up. Now you understand what the IG report, what I think is going to be exposed next week, and why you have an impeachment fiasco farce meant to cover up all of their malfeasance and get the media where they need to be, back to attacking Donald Trump. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to my newsletter for uh, what I hope to be a big announcement shortly. You'll hear about it first, Bongino.com slash newsletter. You can also get on top of our new news aggregator for conservatives, real conservatives, which we're really proud of. We're putting a lot of money into it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Sign up today. Uh, You're not going to want to miss this. And stay tuned for our first interview show. This is going to be a good one. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.